Hey there. Because you're listening to this podcast, we at Blue Wire want you to know this. One, we freaking love you. And two, we want to learn more about you. Help us make more content you'll love by filling out a survey you can find in the description of this podcast. You'll help us out a ton, and you'll have a chance to win a Blue Wire t-shirt, hoodie, or a pair of AirPods. We appreciate you, hope you're staying safe, and want you to enjoy this podcast. Welcome into the OBR Newswire podcast. It is Tuesday, June 23rd. Before we get started today's episode, I want to talk to you guys and mention our presenting sponsor here at, at Blue Wire Podcast, and that's Bet Online. Everything's kicking back up in terms of many sports we're accustomed to. UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches are kicking up. Make sure you're going over to Bet Online using that welcoming bonus that comes through the promo code Blue Wire, all one word, B L U E W I R E. Get that welcome bonus. There are also NFL, NBA, UFC simulations all day on their website. The NFL, NBA, trending to be back. We'll see how those go, but get ahead of the curve. Make a little money so you can go into those seasons with uh, you know a little bit of cash in your account so you can make the real money when those sports come back. And they also have hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, prop bets that you can check out as well. Again, that's betonline.ag. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's BetOnline, your online wagering experts. So... Today's episode, we are going to welcome in Jared Mueller. Jared obviously works with us here at the OBR. He does a fantastic job. We have had this conversation off the air many times, and I wanted to get his opinion on Kevin Stefanski's offense that we have a preconceived notion about and how those things might change a little bit um, when he doesn't have a head coach sitting on him telling him what to do and uh, when he doesn't have Gary Kubiak around, if those changes could happen and how it all ties into Alex Van Pelt. So, Jared, go ahead, my friend. Thanks for having me on, Jake. Yeah, um, you know, just hope you enjoyed your weekend and ready for this week and, you know, whatever the world has coming for us. And, you know, one of the things that's been noodling around in my head is um, as we kind of figure out what this this is going to look like or has looked like, you know, I know, you know, all the recent tests, um, where major league baseball or college football or whoever, you know, we don't, we don't know what this is going to look like. We don't know what the, the season's going to look like. Obviously we don't need to be doom and gloom. Um, or, or even on the other side of that, we don't need to be like, yeah, we're going to have a season no matter what. Uh, we just, you know, we don't know and we can prepare and we can talk about and all that kind of stuff. But I know one of the things you and I've talked about it in different areas is, you know, how does this unique off season, like what does it mean for the Browns and, you know, everything they have going on and maybe Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry are able to get healthy and, you know, all that stuff. And then the new coaching staff. But the one thing that really is kind of kind of stuck in my head and, and has been honestly for, for a while now is, you know, when you think of Kevin Stefanski, you know, we talk about his wide zone scheme. We talk about, you know, his scheme so much and for a good reason, right? Like it's, it's definitive of him in some ways, but it's not in others, right? Because if you think about it, his wide zone scheme is really a year plus, right? In, in, in development and for understanding and, and all of those kind of things. And when, um, 
Andrew Barry and Paul D. Podesta were interested in in hiring Stefanski. Um, at that time, he hadn't even installed that, right? Because he had been the offensive coordinator for four games um, at the end of the year where Freddie Kitchens ended up getting the job for one year. And then obviously he was hired a year later for the position. But we talk about Kevin Stefanski's z- wide zone scheme as if it's a thing, right? Like we, we talk about it almost like we do Kyle Shanahan or uh, Sean McVay or, you know, whatever, when the reality is, is that Stefanski, while he may admire it, and he's a seems like a very intelligent guy and all of those kind of things, really when you look back at his history uh, and kind of, you know, where he was and who he's been with in Minnesota, he is not someone who has been kind of groomed into that the way that Shanahan has been. And I know you've done some work about how th- their systems could be different and will be different and all those kind of things. But the reality is, is that Kevin Stefanski is not born and bred. He's not been long developed in the system. And so I think what's going to be interesting uh, for him is that this offseason where he doesn't have the players can give him a, a, a longer time and more time and more energy can be devoted to kind of honing that system, right? I mean, he had all of last offseason, he had all of last year and all of this offseason. But in terms of kind of coaching, that's relatively pretty significantly new kind of system to, you know, really gel with and really feel your total comfort with. That doesn't mean he obviously didn't study the system, understand the system prior, uh, but to really kind of envelop himself in it. You know, this is something new. Uh, it first became of interest to me is when everybody talked about Case Keenum and, oh, his connection to Kevin Stefanski and all of those kind of things. And people have lumped in that Case Keenum understands Kevin Stefanski's system, but the reality is he doesn't, right? I mean, it doesn't mean he doesn't understand the system, but when um, when Keenum was with Stefanski back in 2017, A, Stefanski wasn't the offensive coordinator, um, and, and B, that's not the system that they were running, right? They were obviously having to run John Filippo's system still because that's who got fired after being the offensive coordinator for 12 games. Um, And so they're still running much of his system, but, you know, differently, more runs, those kind of things. And so I think what when I look at Stefanski's history, and I, I think we do it a disservice the way that we talk about him and his wide zone scheme not that it's not going to be important. It's not, and not that it's not going to be what's run. I just don't know if we can, you know, lump him in with those who have really, you know, developed their systems for, for years and years. Even the young guys, right? The Sean McVeigh's of the world or the Kyle Shanahan's, you know, who have had years of developing those systems even before they became head coaches or they were a part of those types of systems, you know, Stefanski went through a variety of different offenses as he was an assistant and kind of coming up in the ranks in his like 12 years or so uh, with Minnesota, but really, you know, didn't have, you know, a five-year span where he was in a zone scheme coaching tree, you know, those kind of things. And which then you also, you know, so there, but there is some benefits, right? Like he can be new. He doesn't, he's not, you know, marching to the beat of one drummer, right? He's he's not Mike Shanahan's guy. And, and while he, he hired Gary Kubiak last year to really help him implement the system, you know, he's not hard and fast from that one year with Gary Kubiak to, to not have his own ideas and to be into to implement some other things. And then again, this, this off season where it's strange and weird and different, 
maybe there's a benefit for him, right? That he can really kind of process how he wants his zone scheme to look versus maybe last year where it was a little bit of, I'm going to do what Kubiak wants me to do, maybe put a little bit of a wrinkle in it, but, you know, Kubiak maybe is leading that charge a little bit. I think this year it'll be interesting in the next couple of years as he really defines what his zone scheme is going to look like um, and and really, you know, learning all the nuances of it, right? Like anything, you know, to become an expert in something, you have to really understand and learn the nuances. And I think, you know, this offseason may help him in that way. And I think it also may help um, him and Alex Van Pelt kind of figure each other out, right? And so I think that's that's one of the reasons it's possible that this extra offseason, this extra time together has coaches without the players may allow Van Pelt to really actually take over play calling. Um, Different than if he was, again, hired by a Kyle Shanahan type who, you know, has been doing it for a while, really nuanced in the scheme. You know, Stefanski's a year plus, you know, into the scheme as kind of his dedicated thing. And so it gives him and Van Pelt a time to really kind of get to know each other and, and figure it out and, and maybe grow together in the system that, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I know all the different systems Van Pelt uh, was a player in. Jake, you tend to memorize stuff like that um, really impressively. Um, but even you, I'm not sure that's something you have a real good feel on. But, you know, I know last year that, you know, part of Zach Taylor's um offensive staff that that was probably something you know he got a feel for um but besides that you know i'm not sure that even zone scheme is a huge piece of alex van pelt's history and so i I just think it's important you know as we talk about both this weird off season but also as we talk about this future browns offense that that we're honest about where our coaches are coming from i don't know you know how simply and easily you know we can just keep uh, you know, pretending like they're both, or especially Stefanski is this zone scheme guy, right? He he will, he's planning on, he's going to be, but he's not been this, you know, hard and fast, learning all the nuances, you know, waking and sleeping this kind of system. You know, he's been in a variety of systems, and again, he's a smart guy and all of those kind of things. But I just think it's interesting how easily we evolve. I know me especially have been able to just kind of, well, his zone scheme, his zone scheme. Well, yeah, it's one year though. Like the in, in 10 years and five years, that scheme's going to probably continue to look different and it should. And so it's just interesting that I think this off season, while it, doesn't give Stefanski and Van Pelt time with the players as much. I do wonder if it actually will give them a little bit of that extra time for them to kind of develop together, understand things together, grow together, that Van Pelt and Stefanski can can really work together in a way that, that allows Stefanski to be really the head coach with you know more input into the offense, but allows Van Pelt maybe to really truly be the offensive coordinator. I think that'll be really interesting as they the two of them develop in the system. And so, you know, Jake, as you look at you know year two really of Stefanski's zone scheme and and you know Van Pelt's history, you know, is there anything about that that worries you that you know they're only going into the system you know kind of fresh compared to others and 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 do you see the benefit of the fact that they haven't had to have the players so maybe for them this is some time to continue to learn to grow into that system i don't have any answers man i i don't know what it's all going to look like it's it's tough when coaches leave coordinator jobs and take on a head coaching role it's tough to know what stuff from their previous success they're going to bring with them and how effective that 
concept or those concepts that they bring with them will be in a new destination with new talent around them and uh, new players they're trying to fit into the scheme. You watch Minnesota, you try to remember, you know, sort of what they do or what they have done and what they did last year that was so successful. And you you sort of just wonder, will it translate? You know, I, I there's a lot of things with Stefanski I have to see. I still have to see what it looks like when he is away from Kubiak. I have to see what it looks like when he's away from Zimmer, who could probably control a lot of run-pass decisions in various situations. There's just a lot of unknown still, and I really look forward to the day that we don't have to have that, and I can look at how his offense has evolved and changed and what the base is over the years instead of just sort of looking at coaches come and go and trying to predict what they're going to do because we don't know. I don't know if he's going to be a heavy 12, 13 personnel guy, probably, but we still don't know. we got to see how often he does it. And, um, you know, is he going to use two backs often, his two running backs? Is he going to get his fullback involved a lot? There's a lot of variables that I, I truly don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested to see if he can get to the point where he, you know, fosters that relationship with Van Pelt that is, uh, you know, trustworthy enough that he can give him the plays. I don't expect that. I expect Stefanski to be calling offensive plays at least for the first year. Um, and maybe down the road, those two can form that type of relationship where it can be taken off of Stefanski's plate and it can be a little bit more group dynamic. But uh, for now, I, I do think that as the immediate will be securing his job for the future, right? Because you have to perform well in the NFL when you get a job right away. It will it will be him sort of at the reins. Hopefully over time, there's a level of trust that can be built and success and players that are comfortable within the offense. So yeah, I'm sure that not having players around gives them more time to meet, to be on the same page, to get the, ver- the verbiage down, to get everything down and get thought process and situational football understood. All of those things can have a benefit, but at the end of the day, you need to get your players in there eventually, and you need to get them in the system so you can figure out what they do well, what they don't do well, and what your identity is going to be uh, in the, in your first season as a head coach. So can be good, but I, I'm sure it can also be bad at the same time. So uh, like I've continued to say this entire offseason, when it's over, uh, whether that's football this year or not, what, whatever that outcome is for this offseason, I'm just really interested to hear interviews with coaches and players about how things were conducted in this weird offseason, what the benefits were, what the drawbacks were, that kind of stuff, because I think this offseason has a chance to change the future of the NFL's offseasons in a very drastic way, either good or bad. Um, I don't think it stays the same. I think teams either think they need to adapt and, and, and welcome in more of this technology, or they need to do less of it and less than they were maybe already doing. So fascinating stuff. Jared, thanks for joining me, man. I, I, I thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, we missed yesterday. Apologize about that, but we'll be back the rest of the week. I uh, hope you guys uh, are having a good week. Hope everybody's staying healthy, uh, doing their thing, enjoying their in their week with their family and, and, and work and all of that stuff. And thanks for joining us here today at the OBR. And make sure you check out the website. We've got some good stuff going up in the next few days. Um, Jamal Adams type stuff. We're going to have Shelter Gredwine's rookie tape stuff going up too. And uh, hopefully you guys are getting over to the website and checking that out. We really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, go Browns.